0: Welcome to the weekly podcast of River Valley Church. We're glad you're here. Our heart is to lead people to Jesus and launch them into their God-given purpose. So we pray you would encounter God in a fresh, new way today. To learn more about our church, visit rivervalley.org. Now, let's tune in to this week's message. Well, our theme for this year is now more than ever. And uh, today I want to start just a two-part sermon series uh, calling, now more than ever, we need to speak up, we need to share the good news, we need to shine brighter, and we need to be saltier salt, all right? So it's going to be a two-part series on this. And uh, lately, uh, I just feel like my life is finally getting back to the speed that I want to run at. I was with a bunch of pastors the other day, and they said, um, by the way, if you can hear this on the, the sermon right now, they are collecting the change in the offering, and if you hear that's a big buckets of change going by right now Anyways, I can hear it. I don't know if you can But I'm excited that the kids are doing that And they're being world changers But lately I was asked, like, you know, by a bunch of pastors They said, what do you feel like your life is like right now? And I said, here's what I feel like my life is like I feel like I've been on eco mode Like I've been on eco mode and I'm still getting to the destination It's not as fun I've just been on eco mode I was used to sport mode And I want to get back to sport mode How many are with me? And I I, I see like, but I will say that on sport mode right now, I'm irritated the traffic is back. How many are irritated? You're like, (laughs) we're, I mean, like uh, my patience was way better in COVID. Now it's like, where'd you all come from? You know, they were hiding in their home. All right. But um, traffic is back. Air travel is back. I mean, the planes are packed. The airport felt like it's getting normal. Uh, Stadiums are back full. I mean, stadiums are back full. We're actually sending global teams again. Uh, to different countries, Turkey and Egypt, and we're going Greece. We're, we're sending teams back out again. Um, so, I mean, people have assessed, they've mitigated risk, they've taken measures. I mean, school is back. All these things are happening. Um, workplace dates have been set. People are saying we're coming back into the office, and I believe this church needs to get back to sport mode. We need to get back to sport mode. And I'm not talking about trying to be busy with activities. We have the core things that we want to keep doing. The things that were just busy work, we've left those behind. But I do want to share this weekend and in this upcoming time right now, I cannot encourage you enough to get into a small group. You need to get into a small group. Get into a small group and be a part of that community. That is something that's so important. We didn't leave that behind. That's still part of sport mode. But today I specifically want to talk about Speaking up and sharing our faith because it feels like, I don't know, the church went into hunker down mode. And again, I preach that sermon, Charlie Mike, continue mission. Charlie Mike, and we and I've been feeling this way, but I just wanna encourage again, specifically on sharing our faith, sharing the good news, opening up our mouth, speaking up and sharing our faith. We've grown so quiet. In Mark 16, verse 15, it's speaking. Jesus said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. He's saying, Speak up, share your faith. And the word that was used there was the word meaning herald. Herald, like we don't have town heralds anymore that would go out and say, like, hear ye, hear ye. The king has decreed. No, that was like herald. That's what they would do. But the word that is used there to preach the gospel means to herald and to go out and to, to speak up. Now, you don't need to get a bullhorn or a megaphone, all right? But we have been on whisper mode way too long, way too long. We've got to speak up. And I found this. We, we had a, a video we did 11, year, 11 years ago. We did this video about, like, we don't need whispers in the church. We don't need megaphones. I thought I'd just show you a little bit of it, but it's 11 years, and, and we, I was preaching on this like 11 years ago, and I'm re-preaching on it again. But go ahead and go and show this vintage video right here. I, i do you think you'd want to know more about, um, do you think maybe I could t- talk to you? Can I talk to you for a second? Attention all sinners, the end is near. You're all going to die. Hey bro, Satan's about to eat your face off. You're gonna burn. Okay, so it's vintage, and that was Pastor Allen from our Woodbury campus. Yeah. I feel like the church has been on whisper mode. Now we don't need a bullhorn. And for those of you just panicked right now, like, what did you do 11 years ago? We did a voice dub. Like when he really was in at the U of M doing that, he didn't go, the end is near. He said, everybody have a great day. All right. So that's what he really said. And then we voiced over. Do you feel better right now? And the guy in the red shirt, he's like, nice red shirt. And then, you know, okay. So he didn't say Satan's about to eat your face off. All right. All right. All right. I don't need you to get a bullhorn. I don't need you to get a megaphone. I need you to stop whispering though. And I need you to speak up. Jesus needs you to speak up. There's something so good that has happened in our life. And if you want to know how you can get boldness, it's not with a megaphone or bullhorn. It's by spending time with Jesus. It's by being in his presence and recognizing the love that he has for you and the forgiveness you've received. And then saying, I want to speak up. I want to share the good news that's been given to me. Now, there's a a quote that's been wrongly attributed to St. Francis of Assisi. It says, preach the gospel at all times. Use words if necessary. He didn't say that. And people have grabbed a hold of that and said, well, no, no, we don't need to talk. We're just going to be a church that just does great, nice things. We don't need to talk. We don't need to do that. We need to have good deeds. We need to have conduct. Our godly character should back up the words that we are sharing. The gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, it's not like something general, like self-sacrificial love that we can just demonstrate. It's a historical thing that happened, that God sent Jesus to this earth. It's a its a story that's a, of good news that we've got to share. We can't pantomime our way around it, you know, and you can't do that. You've got to open up your mouth and share the good news there's something there. And again, some of you are still worried about the bullhorn. Get past that. You got to open up your mouth and share what God has done for you, that there is a God, that he's created this earth, that we sinned and we did things wrong and it separated us from God. You can share this good news. You say, but God made a way so that we could restore be restored to him and he sent his only begotten son Jesus to this earth to live a perfect life to live a sinless life to die on the cross why because the penalty for our sins is death somebody had to die Jesus Christ died on that cross in our place. And if we ask him to forgive us of our sins, his death becomes our substitution and we are made right with God again. And then we have peace and we have abundant life now and eternal life in heaven, which is where he is now preparing a place for us. There's a great, no, no, don't critique my thing. You're like, well, you missed this. Man, open up your mouth and share. There's good news. We need to get back on sport mode and share. And if we really believe this, We will speak up. We will speak up. Again, years ago, about that same time, I remember this illustration that I shared about Penn Jillette. Penn Jillette is part of the group Penn and Teller. They're they're magicians. They do things in Vegas, different shows. He's an atheist. Penn Jillette is an atheist. And he has a video called A Gift of a Bible. If you search for it on YouTube, A Gift of a Bible and he talks about a guy that came up to him after one of the shows and said, man, I wanted to give you this Bible. I wanted to, I, I wanted to write something in there and give this to you. He said, because Jesus Christ has changed. And, and, he, and he's sharing this story and he's talking about this and he's sharing about how much of an impact that made on him. And then he makes a statement in there, and he says, if you really believe in a heaven and a hell, if you really believe that there's eternal life and you don't tell me about it, how much do you hate me? How much do you hate me to not tell me? He's like, I don't believe in it, but how much do you hate me or your friends if you won't open up your mouth and speak up about what you believe? And I believe every millennial should watch that video. You're like, I don't even know who... Penn Gillette is or Penn and Teller, but I believe every millennial, go ahead, after service, I want you to look for that on YouTube, a gift of a Bible, and listen to that five minute sermon that an atheist is going to share about if you really believe this, why are you not speaking up? And here's why I want millennials to do it. According to Barna Research, 47%, almost half of practicing evangelical millennials Agree that it's wrong to share your personal beliefs with someone of a different faith hoping that they will someday share the same faith. 47% of the people that were told by Jesus to go into all the world and make disciples, go and share their faith, share this good news, like not just to just, okay, there you go. You know, it's sharing it with the hope that people will Also respond. 47% said it's wrong. It's wrong. It's not wrong to do that. I'm just gonna tell you, it is not wrong to do that. We believe what Acts 4.12 says, that there's no other name under heaven given among men whereby you must be saved, it's Jesus. We believe what Matthew 28 says, go into all the world and make disciples. We believe what John 14 says, that I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. That's Je- We believe this, and it's not wrong, it's right, it's caring, it's love, and we've gotta speak up and the thing is, we're not forcing anybody. We're not forcing anybody. When I share my faith with somebody, I'm not forcing them to say yes to Jesus. I'm just speaking up. I'm just sharing what Jesus Christ has done in my life and what he could do for them. When somebody says, no, I'm not angry with them, I'm sad. When, when I even invite somebody to church and they say, no, I don't want to go, uh, I'm not angry, I'm sad. And I redouble my, I think about, all right, what am I gonna do now? I'm not, I'm not mad. And if somebody rejects when I share what I believe, I don't say, well, then I'm not gonna be your friend anymore. No, I don't do that. That's not what it's about. It's I'm sharing what I believe with the hopes that you can believe because I really believe Jesus Christ is, is the hope of the world, that salvation found in him. That's it, that's it. If you don't know, so I want to share, I wanna speak up and I want the church to find our voice again. I'm still their neighbor. I'm still their coworker. I'm still there. I, I, I'm going to be there in their life, and I'm going to continue where we left off. And if something happens in life, and all of a sudden, the things of life get thrown at people. And all of a sudden, I know one guy in our church, he was neighbors with somebody, wanted to share his faith, share his faith. The guy was, nope, 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 nope. Went through a divorce. He's like, I'm listening. That guy is now uh, saved. He's remarried in our church, wants to be a missionary. I mean, one of our 500, it was years of being faithful. So you do. We speak up. Another thing we do is we share our faith. We share. So we speak up and we share our faith. And next week, again, I'm going to talk about we've got to shine brighter and we've got to be saltier salt. And um, we've got to share our faith. Acts 8:4. I'm going to use a verse that I haven't used with this before. It says this: But the believers who were scattered. Preach the good news about Jesus wherever they went. In Acts chapter 8, our church has started. Jesus has told them to go into all the world. He's told them to wait until they're filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. And when they're filled with the power of the Holy Spirit, they're now going out into all the world. But they're gathering around. They're huddling down. I don't know what caused them to just kind of stay put. But they weren't going fast enough and far enough. And so all of a sudden, through persecution, through persecution, through a guy named Saul. This guy Saul starts persecuting the church, and he's coming after them. And it says they were all scattered all over, and they all began to preach. And I want to say all means all. All. Everyone was preaching. And I want to point this out in the verse before, Acts 8.3. But Saul was going everywhere to destroy the church. He went from house to house, dragging out both men and women to throw them into prison. He was throwing the men and the women. The men were preaching, the women were preaching, everybody was preaching, all men, all. They were sharing their faith and they were standing. And so Saul is persecuting them. And then when he's persecuting them, they start spreading all around the world and they're preaching everywhere they went. They're preaching and preaching and preaching and everyone was doing it. All the people, all means you. Turn to your neighbor and say, all means you. you. So you're like, that means he just said it to me. All right. I'll give you another stat that's just startling and it's just shocking to me. In 1993, they surveyed the church and they said, Should the people share the good news, all the people in the church, or should only the people at the church, like working for the church, should that be the only people that share? 10% said, well, the people at church that work at the church, they should share. That was 1993. Since 1993 until now, the most recent survey was still just four years ago. I'm I'm guessing it's worth 29%. All doesn't mean us anymore. It just means the pros. Pros. I want to tell you something, God never said just the problem, okay? He didn't say just the pastor, he didn't say those were the ones that do it, those are the ones that have to do it, the rest, no, all means all. All of us, all of us have to do it, and I'm afraid to find out what the latest survey is, like they're putting all the pressure, it's only the pastors, only the preachers, we're not, no, all means all, all of us, every single one of us. If you can preach to groups, preach to groups. If you can preach to your company, preach to your company. I have talked to people that own their company and they're like, I share my faith with my entire company and I'm able to share what I believe in Jesus Christ because I own the company. I don't force anybody to believe that. I pay them while I share my faith, but I do it. You may not know this, River Valley, we preach to all the people when we're doing a building program and they're doing our construction. We preach to every single one of them that is doing the building program. Here's why. When we were doing our very first building program at our Apple Valley campus, our guy that was doing the sheetrock died, had a heart attack, and died on the weekend. Didn't come back to finish the sheetrock. And I remembered, I thought to myself, this guy was in our building building a church. He was building a church. I don't know if he ever heard the gospel, but he was building a church. And we didn't share with him. Like, he knew he was building a church, but he didn't know what we believed. So I said, from this day forward, every time when we do a building program, we're going to pay for lunch for all the people on the job, and we're going to preach the gospel to them, and we're going to share that they can be forgiven. And it happens time after time after time. And that's what we're going to do, because all means all. All means all. And so if you're coming, we're going to do that. I mean, I love it. Some people have preached in crowds. Some people can preach in stadiums. True story. My friend, Joe Champion, pastor's in Austin, Texas. And when he was uh, playing for LSU, he's playing football. We were in, I was in Bible college and he was at LSU playing football. We became friends. And we had a church service going on at LSU. It was called Tiger Church. And we'd have Tiger Church and all the athletes would come to it, Tiger Church. Well, he got radically saved and he's living for Jesus. And they asked the coach and this back in the 80s they said can we pray like before the game in the stadium so here they are at LSU and they're at all thousands that tens of thousands of people are there and they would start the game with let's have a word of prayer all right and so they get there and when it was Joe's turn to pray he gets up there I just want to pray but before I do I just want to share Jesus Christ with you and he went full Billy Graham And you need to give your life to Jesus Christ. He's the only way and you need to pray. And right now I'm gonna lead you in prayer. And he said a sinner's prayer. He said a guy just got in touch with him the other day, 30 years later, he said, Joe, I had to track you down. He said, I was in that stadium. I was there at the school. He goes, I was wasted drunk, waiting for the game to start. And then you started to share that. He goes, I sold up in an instant. I heard you preach the gospel in, that, in your uniform right before the game. And he said, I gave my life to Jesus Christ. He said, I wept through the game and I'm still living for Jesus. <laughs> Later after that, they did ban the prayer. All right, I'll let you know. But he preached it, and that guy got saved. All means all. Maybe you don't do crowds, but do you do one-on-one? You say, I don't want to do crowds. I'm not going to do the mic. I'm not going to get kicked off the team. I get it. But do you do one-on-one? Do you share what Jesus Christ has done? Can you do it in a small group? Can you be part of Alpha? Can you do this? We are going to get back on sport mode. We have Alpha again. We are back on. Can you preach in print? Some of you are so good at writing blogs. Can you preach in print? Can you preach in social media? Can you preach in production? One preacher said, if you don't have a golden tongue, maybe you have a golden pocketbook. He said, open it up and send people to the four corners of the world. That still doesn't, you're like, I'll write a check. I don't want to open up my mouth. You still have to open up your mouth. But maybe God has blessed you in a way to send our 500 out to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. The all, Yale historian Kenneth LaTorrette said, the chief agents in the expansion expansion of Christianity appear not to have been those who made it a profession, but men and women who carried on their livelihood in some purely secular manner and spoke of their faith to those they met in this natural fashion. It's just people living their daily life speaking of Jesus in a natural fashion fashion and being able to open it up and Lifeway just published a thing the other day like how can you just talk to people in like a natural fashion I'll just give you two of the things they said you can talk to people and have discussions about death and eternity just that alone Opening up that conversation, well, well, I believe this. I believe that my life is secure in Jesus Christ. I'm really not going to die. I'm going to leave this earth and go to be present with him, and I have eternal life. You could talk about that. He said you could talk about the purpose in your life because people are missing purpose. They're wondering, why am I here? What is this all about? And even in talking about this, in your natural fashion, you can open this up. I am going to be very practical with you right now. And some of you are like, this is so, so practical. But I want you to understand, I want you, we've got to get back into sport mode, into speaking up, into sharing our faith. Talk to your kids about the gospel. This is a list that I, I found online. Talk to your kids about the gospel. Talk to your friends about the gospel of Jesus Christ, the good news. Get to know your neighbors and share with them. At one point, we, when we were, I was preaching one time and I saw a, a person from our first house in Lakeville, our second house, our third, I was like, We had neighbors that were coming from all of our neighborhoods that we had shared the gospel of Jesus Christ with. You can buy a meal for a homeless person. You can go on our street team. Did you know that our city campus has a street team on Friday nights? If you've not done that, you should sign up. They've, they've had hundreds of people show up. I mean, one day it was like zero and they still had like 48 or 50 some people that went out when it was zero degrees. They're like, we're not stopping. We're sharing our faith. You can minister to people in the community. You can use social media. You can get involved in a church ministry that will put you in close contact, like being a part of Alpha you could take opportunities just to share your testimony with people. You don't even know how to share it. I can give you an easy way. I was, but then and now. I was, but then and now. I was. I'll give you a, a story of a guy that is a pastor friend of mine. This is his story. If I was to tell it for you, I was, but then and now. He says, I was uh, uh, chasing the American dream, living it so successful. I was at Disneyland at the top of the stack with my family, making more money than I ever thought possible. And I was in the happiest place on earth, but I was so lonely. I was lonely and empty and unfulfilled. But then somebody told me about Jesus Christ, that he could forgive me of my sins, that I could find true purpose, that I was made to be in a relationship with him. And I gave my life to Jesus Christ. And now I'm living with a joy and a peace and a hope and a life that I never thought possible knowing that Jesus Christ has forgiven me. That is a real summary testimony that a friend of mine shared with me that really lived it out. He said, that's how it happened. I was, but then and now. How simple is that? You can share your testimony. Ask people if you can pray for them. Ask people if you can pray. Becca jokes around. She says, I have a shopping ministry. She jokes around. She says, I have a shopping ministry. I said, well, I, I, I don't know how ministry it is, but you definitely love shopping. All right, okay. She, no, nope. she said, nope, the other day. And true, true, God is opening doors. The other day she was in a shop and this lady got uh, really bad news about her physical state, that she was fighting a disease and she just kind of broke out. Becca, stop, right in the shop. She said, can I pray for you right now? And she started to pray for this lady there and tears rolling down her face. And she said, I want to pray for you because I believe Jesus Christ is the answer. I believe Jesus Christ can heal. I want to stand with you. And at, at the end of the prayer, this lady hugs Becca and says, I love you. I mean, she's like, I love you. And they've been texting back and forth. And I was like, all right, I'll increase. Yeah, it's a shopping ministry. All right. Yeah, right. <laughs> Still praying about my golf ministry. But anyways, all right. Yeah. <laughs> it's not quite there yet. Usually I'm in such a bad mood. I don't want to pray for anybody. All right. <laughs> all right. Ask people if you can pray for them. Man, and see where that goes. I pray for, when we get a meal, I pray for, when we're getting a meal, I'll ask the server, hey, we're about to pray for our meal right now. Is there anything we can pray for? I'm gonna look for, hey, we believe in Jesus Christ. We, we believe that he's, he hears your prayers. He would answer your prayers. I've had servers break down. I've had people, matter of fact, just unbelievable. We had somebody asking for a prayer request of somebody that serves on our security team because their son was in a collision as a trooper, and I'm praying with the server for somebody that's in our church serving. Taking, I mean, God's putting things together. This is another opportunity. Uh, commit a random act of kindness. I, I usually leave money. As a matter of fact, I always leave money. I always leave money for the maid at our hotel when we're leaving. We'll check it out. And I would always leave money there. And then I saw somebody leave a note. And I thought, I'm going to start leaving a note with it whenever I can remember that says, hey, I just want to say thank you for taking care of the room and everything. This is some money. God bless you. I believe in Jesus Christ, and he's taught me to be generous. Because, you know, and, I, and I start writing. Sometimes i like, I got to leave for the airport. This would be longer if I could. You know. I, I got, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to do random acts of kindness as well. And then I'll add another one. Um, this was a list I found, but this one wasn't there. Bring them to church. Bring them to church. Just practice. Come and see. Like, speak up. Like, Jesus has been so good. I may be... I'm not able to explain all that I can to you about how Jesus has been, but I want to live, come and see. I don't have time to go through it, but in in John chapter one, there's a come and see progression. Andrew meets Jesus and he says to Peter, come and see. I think I found the one. I found the promised one. I found the one that is the Messiah. I found him. And then you see a little bit further, you see Philip brings Nathaniel. He's like, come and see, come and see. It was just like, I, I can't explain it all, but come and see. Come and meet. Come and see. There's a progression of sharing the good news that I want us to be living to get back on sport mode again. Eco mode. We were like, I, I watch online. Eco mode. We'll get back to church. Eco mode. Like It's like time to get into small group. It's time to speak up. It's time to share our faith. It's time to start inviting. And even the enemy was like, no, 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 no. There's new variants coming out. People are not going to come to church. No, no, no. No, there's new. Oh, no, no. I'm telling you, it's time to speak up. It's time to share our faith. Uh, it's time. It's time. I was blown away. I don't even remember what Sunday it was in, in COVID and when it started. And I went to do an altar call to let people say yes to Jesus like we'll do today at all of our campuses. And I, I went to do it, and I thought, it's COVID. Who, nobody's coming to church during COVID that has not been coming to church pre like bunch of the church is not even here right now. They're watching online. Who would come? But I thought the Holy Spirit said, give that opportunity. And when I did, somebody raised their hand. They said, I was visiting. I was looking for hope. And I realized that even in the midst of that, people are looking for hope. We've got to keep sharing. So we kept doing that. And each week we've seen more and more people saying yes to Jesus. And I celebrate that, yeah. But I want to show you, show you a come and see Not from John chapter 1, but I want to share, and some of you might know this story. But years ago, Vernon Patterson, I believe we have a picture, Vernon Patterson, he was a salesman in North Carolina, he prayed, God, would you raise up somebody from this area that would go into all the world that would preach the gospel? And there was a young man by the name of Albert McMacken. He invited his friend in 1934 to come and hear the fighting preacher. The fighting preacher was named Mordecai Ham, and that's an actual picture. Mordecai Ham is right there in the middle. He was known as a fiery fighting preacher. And so this young man was intrigued to say, well, I want to go see who the fighting preacher is that's preaching in our town. And that week, Billy Graham went to hear the fighting preacher. And that guy gave his life to Jesus Christ, November 1st, 1934. But in 1973, Billy Graham came to the St. Paul Fairgrounds and led this young man to Jesus Christ at the age of seven that's your pastor. That's a come and see progression. That's a come and see progression. And you know what? It's still being lived out today. We need to speak up. We need to share the good news. Because if somebody will stop and pray... And they'll pray. And in just a moment, I want to ask you to pray for people that will come to faith in Jesus Christ. And we're going to give you a practical way to pray for people to come to faith. But if someone will pray, and then someone will not just invite, but bring a friend to church. And they'll say, I'm going to bring you. I'm going to bring you. That progression will continue because the gospel will be preached today in this church. It will be preached And then people will raise their hand and say yes to Jesus Christ. And then they will continue this as they go into all the world, maybe even being part of our 500 that we send into all the world. I want us to keep living this out even today and say, God, we will speak up. We will share. We will do all that we can, and we will get back on sport mode as a church and be about this. And I thought one of the ways to jumpstart this would be to ask you to pray for someone specifically by name, by name, specifically praying for somebody by name that they would come to faith in Jesus Christ. Maybe you're going to put it in your phone. Maybe you'll put it in your journal that you do your soap, your scripture observation, application prayer. I don't know where you'll put it. Maybe you'll put it uh, at, your, at home and you'll be praying. Maybe it's somebody you've been praying for for a long time, but I'm going to give you a practical thing for you to do. On our app, on our River Valley app, if you download that app and you get in there and you get a profile there, you'll see the very top thing that is on that app, there's a plus sign and it talks about prayer. The very top thing is not like when is service. The very top thing is not like how to give. It's not that. On our app, the very top thing is what can we pray for? And if you have a need, we want you to put that need in there. But if you have a name, that you want to see come to Jesus you have a name of somebody we want you to do that prayer request and we want you to put that prayer request in there and put their name now that'll go out to the whole church and the first time somebody prays for that prayer request they'll push the button that they've been prayed for and you'll get a notification that says somebody in your church prayed for that name Now, it won't happen every time. Like, it won't happen like 587 times every time somebody prays for that name, but other people will pray. But the first time that somebody prays for that name of that loved one, boom, you're going to get a notification that says somebody prayed in this church. And we're going to come into agreement praying for the names of the people that you want to see come to faith in Jesus Christ. I pray that you have that nervous Stance out in the lobby I see people I see them like And they're looking like this They're just like And I'm like You invited somebody to church didn't you? And they're like Yep Hope they show up Hope they show up uh, you know? I'll tell you I Take it a step further Bring them to church I Like to say Hey let's meet at Starbucks first I'll pay for your Starbucks And then we'll go to church Bring them to church with you But I love it And I'm praying that that name Will be prayed for Now some of you May just want to put like Jeff T You don't want to put a last name Some of you want to put My back sitting brother Jeff T See, you know, you might put the whole thing, whatever you want to do, you can put anything there, whether it's a full description or initials. My friend, JT, we want to respect that, but we want to pray because this church is done being on eco mode. We're on sport mode. And I'm believing that when we give an opportunity for people to say yes to Jesus, hands are going to go up all over this place. I'm praying and believing again for a packed church that is filled with people. I'm praying for thousands more online. I mean, we're rejoicing, like there's this many thousand. And all I'm thinking about, how can we get more of the thousands and thousands inviting people to watch online all around the world and to come into the buildings and be a part of this church. And we're going to speak up. We're going to share our faith. We're going to get back on sport mode. So God, I just pray that right now as people have names that they're praying for, even as they're praying right now, I would just love for you to say that name right now, wherever it is, and agree with me in prayer right now. Say their name out loud as I'm praying this. You would say the name of the person you're believing would come to faith in Jesus Christ. So God, as these people are saying that name right now, I pray that they would know that we're praying with them. We want to stand with them. It's time for the church to speak up. It's time for us to share our faith again. It's time for us to go back on an aggressive posture again and say, it's time, it's time. We are back on sport mode and we are going to preach this message, share this good news with all and so that whosoever calls on your name will be saved. We thank you for this. We give you the praise and the glory and the honor. In your name we pray, amen and amen.